News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, comedian Tommy Tiernan has apologised to TV presenter and activist Emer O'Neill for an offensive joke which resulted in her walking out of his Vicar Street gig uh, a couple of weeks back. Uh, Emer joins us now. Uh, Emer, thanks indeed for talking to us. Just start by, by telling us what, what happened at the gig. Hey, and thanks for having me on. Um, so, uh, basically, he made a joke um, about visiting Dublin Zoo. Um, and he described visiting the African savannah and it being full of t- uh, taxi drivers. Okay, you were there at the gig. You, your reaction when you heard it, you, like you were appalled, you, you decided to to leave. Is that correct? Uh, to be honest, I was just I was shocked more than anything. Um, it was his very first sh- uh, joke, kind of out the gate, you know. So. Um, uh, he started it by saying that, um, you know, his daughter had told him not to say the joke. Um, but he said it anyway. And he made reference to, you know, um, standing in front of a whole audience of white people. Um, and then after the joke said, well, everyone's laughing. So I suppose it's not racist. Um, like I'm an activist and... I go around to schools, I, you know, probably over the course of the last three years, I've probably reached about six to 7,000 um, of our youth from primary to secondary in terms of unconscious bias workshops and anti-racism workshops. So you would kind of expect that I'd, you know, I'd have the guts to stand up and say something, you know, in that moment. And I just, I just froze. I just, I couldn't really believe it, to be honest. I, I just wasn't expecting it. Well, um, very hard to, to say something uh, at a gig. You, you did take yeah. action. You did take action. Or you, you did get up. I'm sorry, am I right uh, yeah. in saying that you did get up and leave? Yeah, we left. I was, my friend had actually bought the tickets for my birthday. So uh, there was a group of us there and, um, it was actually them that were like, come on, we're going. That's absolutely ridiculous. Like, I'm not sitting here to have to listen to anything else like that. And um, I just didn't feel comfortable to leave, you know, directly after the joke. Just because, you know, I was honestly, I was afraid of being heckled as I left, you know. Um, like, imagining to myself that, like, I'd stand up and go to leave and there'd be people saying, oh, there goes my taxi driver or, oh, no, there's another snowflake offended or, you know, whatever could have been said. Um, I just, I wasn't able to handle it. Like, no, um, fair enough. Uh, 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 when so you we did waited leave, a while and we left. When you did yeah. leave, were people conscious that you had you had left? And, and uh, um, like- I doubt it because... You know, something like that. I mean, the the whole audience laughed. Like people were in hysterics at the joke. So I like nobody. I don't think really. You know, when it doesn't affect you, um, sure they just moved on to the next joke and had forgotten about it. So when we stood up, I wouldn't say like I wanted to wait for a long enough period where it wasn't as obvious, just because I I didn't want anyone to say anything. I just wanted to get out of there. Um, you know. So, but there was um a couple beside me and I could hear them talking to each other and just saying, oh, you know, oh, she doesn't look happy. You know, it was one of those moments like where it's kind of like, oh, let the ground swallow me up here, you know, because I like I was the only person of colour in the whole room. So um, in that moment, it was like, you know, my Irishness was taken from me. I was now just kind of black African with my Afro. Um, And as people would do, you know, kind of, 
looking to see what the reaction of the person who's who's brown or black in the room is you know there was a lot of people staring at me you know so it was really uncomfortable in loads of different yeah, ways i'm sure i'm sure now, um but you, tommy to be fair um yeah i was going to say that. you didn't leave it there though you made contact with tommy tiernan and uh, yeah. t- tell us what happened because to be fair to him he did he did come back absolutely absolutely um he sent me an email um just apologising for the hurt caused and um, the offensive nature of the joke um, and that I was right to, you know, um, call him out for it. And if I wanted to chat with him to, you know, send my number, and I did, and he, he rang me and we had a good chat um, for near an hour. And, um, you know, genuinely, I, I could tell that he had really given it reflection. You know, there's a lot of people in the commenta- commentary around this whole thing is, you know, that I'm a snowflake and I'm pulling the race card and uh, like a lot of offensive things, you know. And at the end of the day, and this is something that Tommy said himself, which kind of for me was like, I just was, I, I was just, I was kind of shocked that he had gotten to this stage, let's just say. But he said to me, you know, um, Emer, on reflection, you know, who am I as a middle-aged white man to um, decide what is racist and what is not, or what is offensive and what is not to a community that I have absolutely no lived experience in. And he said it, it had taken him to this point right now in this moment to, to realize that and I just kind of said wow you know because it takes it takes people a long time to get there it takes people you know doing the work in terms of like listening to podcasts reading books do getting the education to kind of actually mm. have that penny drop or in the realization that as white people you, you know you have absolutely no lived experience of what it's like for us in our day-to-day life and the discrimination you know that we um, encounter you know just every, yeah. in everyday life whether it's applying for a job could be walking down the street walking into a room like you just people you have no idea unless you were to live a day in our shoes no, and comment. just you know for him to make that comment and that realization i thought was very very powerful and and it was a very positive conversation and you, you accepted taken you accepted so. his apology I did, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And um, he took the the joke from the set um, and he said he did, you know, his email kind of reiterated that he'd do his level best, that nothing like that would happen again. Um, And he also expressed that at his gig, he has kind of spoken about it every night since. So now I haven't obviously gone again, no. but um, he texted me to that effect. So, you know, um, okay. I, you know, I feel like he's, you know, he's taken it seriously and, and, and I appreciate it. I suppose the only part for me would be in terms of like, I appreciate the apology to me, but at the end of the day, it affected more than just me. It affected my entire community because the commentary changed from just sheer abuse against me yeah, that um, must be. To, that must have been like the, the the abuse you got online. That must have been oh, quite traumatic. Traumatic. It was horrendous. It was absolutely horrendous. Honestly, the stuff that was said was just so vile. Um, but it really, like, it proved my point of the fact that there's so much racism ingrained in our society, and people, like, honestly, like, have no idea to the extent of it. 
when you grow up in a systematic country slash a systematically racist country slash world, it's not just Ireland, it's all over, you know, because you talk about like slavery, you talk about, you know, racism dating back 400 years and people say, well, I didn't do that to you, you know, like, you know, what's your problem now? The problem is that the things that happened 400 years ago are still happening in but in different ways. Like, obviously, I have the freedom, you know, my husband's white, you know, if things were still the way they were, myself and my husband wouldn't be together. We wouldn't have mixed race children. You know, there's loads of different changes that have happened, obviously, over the course of of the centuries. But you will still find that people of colour are finding it hard to get jobs based on like their name, let's say, you know, you find a resume and, and, and employers are literally putting resumes into the bin. I have a friend who changed her last name to her husband's Irish name and all of a sudden started getting all these calls for jobs. You know, it happens and it's, there's, you know, there's a lot more in terms of, you know, and people have been really open in conversations. Yes, I might cross the street on a dark night if I'm you know, walking and I see a person of colour. Um, and yes, I might judge them and think, yeah, they're not educated. They're leeching off the system. There's a lot of commentary around that or taking our houses. And especially with the migrant situation at the moment, there is a lot of anger from our far right that are, it, it has trans is, is, is kind of coming out in this kind of altogether racist rhetoric. Okay. And you know, and it is, it's very harmful, I suppose, to communities. And I think it's important that the education is there, the awareness well, and the support for the communities are there. Well, Emer, hopefully um, you telling your story here uh, today will, will help uh, that, um, that that process. And, and thanks indeed uh, for uh, uh, for joining us uh, this morning. Really appreciate it. Uh, just one very uh, quick text on this. Uh, Tommy Tiernan joke. I was there the same night as Emer, saw her leave. The joke was more worthy of a pub soundbite than the immensely talented Tommy Tiernan. Nobody in our row laughed. We were disgusted, to be honest, and felt for her. Um, Emer O'Neill, TV presenter and actress, thanks indeed for talking to News Talk. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.